And now, Jalen and Jacoby. Where the fuck is Trump? Head to dead. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the switch. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. <laughs> give me a He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, dope? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Send the stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen Jacoby. What do we do? We give the people what they want. So much to discuss today, but we start in Philadelphia, where two of the best bigs in the game win edit. We had a full-on scuffle, a kerfuffle, a back and forth. There's one headlock. There's some pushing and grabbing. And then it goes to the ground. And then we get Ben Simmons puts down to the chokehold. There is so much going on. Jalen Rose, do you consider this a hold-me-back moment or a real fight in the National Basketball Association? I consider this a real fight in the National Basketball Association when Ben Simmons is on the back of Carl Anthony Towns' back and choking him to the point mm-hmm. where Carl Anthony Towns has to tap out on the ground to get him to let him go. Jalen, I don't think he tapped out. He didn't tap out. He didn't bodies. tap out. I'm a backup cat. He did not tap out. He was just kind of <laughs> trying to get up and slam in the ground. I'm going to back Towns on that one. Go ahead. I'm going to back um, Teague because he had Towns' back just like mm-hmm. Simmons had Embiid's back. And so when the league looks at this, obviously they'll both get suspended. Ben Simmons is going to get suspended. But can you run that video again? What people are sleeping on is the Jeff Van Gundy-ish moment for the coach (laughs) that tried to get involved. Don't sleep on the coach. (laughs) No, the assistant coach tried to get involved. If you watched it from the other angle, he got in the wrong place at the wrong time for the wrong reason. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah, he tried to get up there. Yeah, he got got his ankle twisted. (laughs) It's great. It was great. And, of course, both Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns faced the media after the big fight, and here's what they had to say. First of all, I ain't no b****. Uh, (laughs) So, nah, there was not a lot of talking. Uh, I mean, uh, you were kind of happened out of nowhere. You know, I just did what I had to do. I was just, you know, trying to control myself. You know, it happens. It was a competitive game. It was a competitive game. I'm, I'm disappointed we lost. How do you view what happened with you? It was just competitive. It's a competitive game. That's all it was. Are you a little disappointed in yourself? You get drawn into something like that? It was competitive. So you could swing at him or are you trying to get him in a headlock? This is competitive, competitive basketball game play. Timberwolves PR was like, listen, here's what you say. Just say the word competitive over and over and over again. Just say competitive, and then we'll get out of here, and then we'll, we'll regroup, and then you can make a statement later. What do you think about the sound from both of them after the game? Two of the most skilled bigs in the game. When we talk mm-hmm. about Porzingis a lot, I always mention that he's going to be one of four players that I believe will average 20 points and have two blocks. Anthony Davis, and these are the other two guys that make up that foursome. Really talented. I'm so glad that they were in close proximity of one another 
versus having the space to throw real punches. Good point. So Good ultimately point. just grabbing and wrestling one another stopped that from really escalating into an ugly scene. Well, one thing that always happens is after the fight, it escalates on social media. It started with Joel Embiid, and he took two social medias, everyone does nowadays, and he said, great team win. I was raised around Lions, and Cat pulled on me tonight. Jimmy Butler, I miss being part of the third stringers. <laughs> I got his mom giving me middle fingers, which is actually a fact. That's some serious, serious real estate. And, of course, after that, Carl Anthony Towns had to respond, and he did so. He posted this picture with the <laughs> finger on Joel Embiid with some words raised around lions. Cap, 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 clown, clown. And he also posted a follow-up of Mr. Embiid crying after losing to the Raptors. Jalen, what do you think about the social media beef afterwards? Well, it's almost like with Baker Mayfield, and I talked about this with LeBron James, it's one thing to have an opportunity to say something. And then when you have to go back and clarify it on social media, it always loses a little luster, if mm-hmm. you ask me. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when Joel does put it out there, if you're Carl Anthony Towns, you must respond, especially when he puts your mom as a part of the tweet. Ooh, that's a good point. I didn't I didn't really think about the mom part, but the mom was in the tunnel. Like looked like she was really wanted smoke with Joel Embiid. I'm here for all this. I I love the wrestling stuff. I know we're not supposed to promote violence, but I just love the drama. I love that they actually don't like each other. I love that they go to social media and they go back and forth. I love that they give us so much to discuss. It's just I just I just really like this aspect of the NBA when it feels like players are not best friends. They're actually going at each other. And to put it in Carl Anthony Towns' words, it's a competitive game again. Well, Jalen. We have some bad news. Some really bad news. Steph Curry is no longer healthy. While the Warriors were getting waxed by the Suns, Steph Curry went up and then went down on his hand. Baines fell on him. He now has a broken hand. We don't know exactly how long he'll be out, but it sounds like it'll be a couple months. Jalen, Woj is saying that they're now scouting and preparing for a high draft pick. What are the implications of this injury for the Golden State Warriors? On NBA Countdown, Jay Williams said that the Warriors wouldn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I said that they would based on two things, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. You take Steph out of that equation, now his statement becomes an accurate one. This squad will not make the playoffs, and that's obvious. But I have to do the national media thing that you know we like to do, whether it's Shea Gilders, Alexander, or Tyler Hero. Talk about our guys before everybody else is mentioning them. While Steph Curry did get injured, and that's unfortunate, I'm somebody that's broken his hand before, broken his wrist before. I have a plate and five screws in my hand. That's going to take him almost two months to get back. But let me make sure I say this. Say Aaron Baines is balling. Aaron oh, yeah. Baines the, the Suns are balling. is balling. The Suns are Correct. balling. They beat so the Clippers. I, they were right I, up right I, with the Nuggets. And then here they are waxing the Warriors. Like the Suns, I'm not going to say they're going to win the West, but they've played really well out the gate this season. Please continue, Mr. Rose. I, I'm the league pass fanboy type of person that works in the media. And he been balling. With that being said, no Steph Curry. It's going to be interesting character-wise how D'Angelo Russell approaches the rest of this year. Mm. Because he did get a big-time contract. He was an all-star last year. Now you're playing meaningful minutes without the Splash Brothers. And when you say that the Golden State Warriors are not going to make the playoffs, and I believe that to be true, if you're a player on that team, 
It's a lot of season left. A lot of season it, left. It's a lot of season left. A lot of left. games. So they got a be lot of games to left see to play. Him in particular. They're gonna put, yes. They're going to put sneakers on 76 more times, 77 more times, and they're going to expect to win every time. And when they need buckets, they're going to look to D'Angelo Russell. That's that's their main score now. That's what the state of the Warriors is. You mentioned League Pass. Both you and I are on League Pass, and we're both on text. And there was a lot of text exchanged about the game that went down in Washington between the Wizards and the Rockets. The final score of this game was 159 to 158, and it didn't even go to overtime. We had Harden with 59 points and the one point win. He had some big free throws at the end. Jalen, you and I were both watching this game. What was your biggest takeaway as you saw the scoring and the scoring and the scoring? Look at that. Look at all that red, white, and blue out there from the Rockets, from the Wizards. All that was missing was the ABA red, white, and blue basketball. That's all (laughs) that was missing. I right now want to give the NBA idea. You know how teams have multiple jerseys. Mm-hmm. You should have multiple colors of the basketball, in particular oh. a red, white, and blue one, huh. to pay homage to the ABA. High-scoring like game idea. like this reminded me of that, seeing the colors out there on the floor. What are your thoughts on that? So one thing that I want to talk about in this game is the Rockets' performance. Sure, they won. There was a lot of scoring, but it was a high-volume scoring from Harden and Low-key, we had a triple-double from Westbrook. Do you consider that to sort of be the balance where Harden is looked to to score and Westbrook is looked to to fill the stat sheet and do the other things as well as score? You know how you're a terrific and amazing professional host. You're handsome. I love your denim Uh jacket. But you didn't Uh answer my question. What do you think about the red, white, and blue basketball idea? Jalen, wait a second. I love the red, white, blue basketball idea. I already said that. And if we're going to start calling each other out for not answering questions, you don't want to start that with me. You don't want to start that with me. You've already not answered my questions like four times and we're in the first segment of the show. Don't start that with me. Let's move on. Again, yes, sir. like I said, we're in the yes, first sir. segment. We're on the fourth topic. James Harden, the best score in the game. to the World Series yet. We had a Game 7 of the World Series. In Houston, Game 7 of the World Series, it was tight. We had some good starting pitching until the game was opened up. Rendon with a home run there. And then the Nats, Bats, got to the Astros pitcher. Opposite field for Kendrick. And that just opened up the game there. That gave them a one-run lead. And this Soto line drive gave them more runs. And it was over for the Astros. The road team won every single game of this series. The road team won every single game of this series. What do you think about this historic win for the Nats? Where's Jessica Mendoza when you need her? Where's CeCe Sabathia when you need him? Didn't I tell you this severe underdog Nationals team was going to win the World Series? Didn't I, Jaylen, didn't I try to tell you this? Jalen, you know I don't like to compliment you. You know, it's like the, it's it's my least favorite thing in the world is to compliment you on wax, but I have to say this. <laughs> you said that every one of your baseball picks this postseason was right. Every single one of your picks in the baseball postseason was correct, including Game 7 where you chose the Nats. Thank you, sir. And now, what I appreciate about this Nats team, other than Strasburg and Scherzer, who clearly were lights out, didn't lose a game throughout this playoffs. I told you this was reminiscent of the Diamondbacks. I saw this movie before with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. But let's Mm -hmm. take it to the dugout. I'm enjoying the fact that baseball players are actually showing personality and having fun. 
yep. when they do something. I don't mind players hitting home runs and carrying the bat to first place. This nope. is the type of thing that needs to be done to energize their fan base. Before the Nationals, again, their pitching was the key. They got it done. As you know, I'm not surprised. I love it. The Soto shuffle. I, mean, I love Soto so much. I love the way that after the home runs, they do a little dance and there's someone like hits the water thing. It just, they seemed like they were having a lot of fun. It reminded me a little bit of the Warriors like four or five years ago where they seemed like they were having the most fun and getting the most wins. Congrats to the Nats and the whole district. Celebrate. I always say people don't celebrate enough. Celebrate this. You never know when it's going to happen again. Jalen, it's time to get the people what they Plants capture CO2. What if we could help industrial plants capture it too? Think how we could help lower emissions. More and more scientists think carbon capture is the key to reducing CO2 emissions globally. It's just one way ExxonMobil is helping industrial plants be more like plants. That's the unexpected energy of ExxonMobil. Jalen, Kevin Durant made an appearance on First Take today and he addressed potentially coming back this season. Let's listen to KD. Have you completely ruled out the possibility that you can return? Yes. You're done. We won't see you at all this year in a Brooklyn Nets uniform. No, I'm playing on it. Jalen, I love this from KD. Just kill the speculation, kill everything. There's no chance I'm playing this year. What do you think about it? No surprises. Due to time, he got injured in the NBA Finals. It takes 9 to 12 months to recover from an Achilles injury. He had a calf injury prior to having that Achilles injury. So when you sign him as the Nets, you understand that he's not going to play this year. He basically understands that he's not going to play this year. So no surprises for me. Not that surprising, but what was surprising is this. We all remember what happened in Los Angeles during a break in the action when him and Draymond Green went back and forth. And we made a big deal of it in the media and I thought at the time maybe we overblew the incident in the media. Well, apparently not. He was asked whether or not that was a factor in him leaving the Warriors, and you'll be shocked by his response. Did that play a role in you leaving Golden State? A little bit, yeah, for sure. Do you want to expand expand on that at all? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, your teammate talked to you that way. You think about it a bit, but you know, we talked. Like I said, we talked about it, but definitely for sure. I'm not gonna lie about Jalen. That was very early in the season. For him to say it played a role in his decision to leave the Golden State Warriors. What do you make of that? I remember coming on this program the day after that happened. And I said, when KD leaves, because everybody knew that he was going to leave, including his teammates, Draymond Green will now be the scapegoat for a lot of people because of that incident. Mm. I'm glad he said a little bit, which goes into my line of thinking of, not it didn't mean everything. Yep. It meant something, but it was not the reason. Everybody anticipated KD wanted to join the Warriors in order to chase championship glory. He was able to do that. Back to back finals MVPs. Once that was achieved, he also said that didn't make him as happy as he thought that it would. Mm. So I'm not surprised that he left. You're not surprised that he left. I just, again, want that segment of people that's going to try to make Draymond be the scapegoat. Or No, the people that work in this industry already anticipated KD was leaving. 
One thing I like about the new KD is I just like how honest he's being. Like he goes on Twitter and he just he shares his feelings with us. And in my mind, even if Draymond, that incident and Draymond's behavior did play a role in me leaving, I probably wouldn't share that into a microphone on national television. But KD's just open and honest with us, and I am all the way here for it. And Jalen, there's been so much that happened last night and this morning in the world of sports that we had a game. Between two of the best team in the Eastern Conference, and almost feels like an afterthought. The Celtics were trailing by 19 in the second quarter, came all the way back to win. A pretty decisive win at that, and they had a breakout performance from Kemba Walker with 32 points, 6-6. Six and six. What do you like what you saw from Kemba? So these are two teams, to me, that have opposite strengths. For the Boston Celtics, I think their strength is on the perimeter. You showed mm-hmm. Kimba, smart plan D. Gordon Hay was scoring and playmaking. And you know about Jason Tatum and obviously Jalen Brown, who they just gave a big-time contract to and is well-deserved. And for the Bucks, their strength clearly is the reigning MVP, the Greek freak at seven foot tall and both of the Lopez's. Yep. So it was a contrast to style watching this game. And it made me realize something. What's that? The Celtics are a bad matchup for the Bucks. Hmm. If you really look at the players on the perimeter for the Bucks, Bledsoe, George Hill, like the guys that are getting minutes other than Middleton, the Celtics had the advantage at a lot of those matchups. And when you hmm. can keep the Greek freak on the perimeter, that negates a lot of the size that makes the Bucks have that advantage. And now when you're able to rebound, you're able to get out in transition. So that's the thing that really stood out to me when I watched this game. Well, you mentioned keeping the Greek freak in the perimeter, and a lot of people correlate free throw percentage and free throw behavior with having a jump shot and how you're going to shoot it in the action of the game. Well, that's not good news for Giannis Antetokounmpo, who took to the free throw line and did this. Take a look at him. He's getting warmed up, you know, making, getting, doing it without the ball. Then when he does it with the ball, pretty much the same result. I mean, he didn't just miss that one. He missed it by like two inches. That was the first of two, mind you. And here's the second of two. Two straight Jalen Rose. Two straight air ball free throws. I'm going to do the immediate thing and read too much into this. I understand everyone, everyone, everyone has air balled a free throw before. But to reset and to do it twice in a row, that indicates something bigger to me. Am I doing too much when I say that? Absolutely um, indicates something, David Jacoby. In the offseason, we talked about the leap in Ben Simmons' game and would he be able to shoot and make shots outside of the paint. We celebrated, as well as his teammates, when he made one in preseason. We talked about it on this show, and I said, I don't believe that's going to transfer to the season because them celebrating like that means that he's not doing it in practice. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing for the Greek freak. A terrific player, but you can tell the physicality of every and his mechanics are there, but mentally it's not there. And so not one air ball, but consecutive air balls lends you to believe that 15-foot shot does not translate into a guy making three-point shots at almost 24 feet. So this is something we should be monitoring for the near future. Yep. Jalen. So much happened in the NBA and the World Series last night, but we really have to focus on one of the most impactful things that happened, and that is the injury of the hand of Steph Curry. It happened here when Aaron Baines, you'll see his butt, lands right on Steph's hand, and Steph has a broken hand. You also had a broken hand. What do you think this means in terms of the Warriors and Steph and his recuperation? 
Well, there are a couple of different things. Is he going to need surgery? Mm-hmm. And will that surgery require him to need some pins and screws put in his hand? Because as a member of the Raptors, after coming back from having a broken hand, I probably came back maybe two weeks too early. Ooh. And I missed almost two months. So I played with my version of a Michael Jackson glove on with a cast on top of it. We clearly became a target for the defense to swat at my hand as they were going after the ball. And it hurt very much. And so for Steph, this season is now lost with the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. I know he probably had aspirations of playing at MVP level, yep. of showing everybody he can lift this team to the playoffs, along with Draymond Green and D'Angelo Russell. That's not going to happen. So now you don't have to rush him back. And so for Steph, I think the, the recovery process is going to be a lot longer because they're going to play it safe and rightfully so. I think that's a really good point. And one thing I do still want to mention quickly is the implications aren't just for the Warriors. Leaves a spot open that I think the Dallas Mavericks will slide into in the Western Conference. We'll monitor that as the season continues. And one thing that we have been monitoring is the behavior of Kyrie Irving. Jackie McMullen had a piece a couple days ago just talking about the front office being a little uncertain about some of his mood swings. And then we heard from the head coach and his teammates. But we hadn't heard from Kyrie until last night. Here's Kyrie responding to the reports. Who cares what ESPN says or anyone says? Like, I love myself. I love my family. I love my friends. I love playing basketball. I'm grateful to do it every day. That's going to come with being one of the top players. I'm not here to dispel anything. You can continue to ask other people around me about what they think about me and continue to write about mood swings. Like, you know, human beings have mood swings. <laughs> like you go home and you're, you're not happy with things or you're mad at something and you're happy. That's a mood swing. Jalen, what do you think? I love his answer and it kind of mirrored what I said on this show. All of what this dynamic boils down to is your role and space on the team. As the 15th man, when a report like this comes out, your teammate's going to be behind you, ride or die. When it's your best player, they're going to double down on that support. And so for Kyrie, I saw a level of responsibility and maturity that it's one thing to perform out on the floor, but what people underestimate is as an athlete, you also are required to be on pretty much all of the time. Whether you're at a restaurant, whether you're at an airport, whether you're in front of the media. And so there are going to be times that you don't feel like your best version of yourself. And that's really what he articulated. Jalen, how come every time I'm with you, you are always so sweet and always so nice to everyone that recognizes you? I've never seen you not be your best self when someone in public recognizes you. I'm not Kyrie. And here's the other thing. All that is is your personality. Just look back for public consumption ever since you saw me playing in high school, playing in college. I was always brash. I was always outspoken. That's my personality. That not necessarily his or KD's for that matter. You know what's going to help all this story? They get some wins. They're sitting at one and three right now. And one thing I learned from my friend Jalen Rose is winning is the best deodorant. If something stinks, get some W's up there. And guess what? The mood swings don't matter anymore. None of it matters anymore once you get some wins. Once the Nets start winning, we'll see. Jalen, this is something I really wanted to show you because it involves both Halloween and it sheds light that you and Lamar Jackson 
have something in common. Let's listen to the Ravens quarterback. What was your Halloween costume for Brad's party? Harry Potter. I was Harry. I thought I was pretty cool. Had a little coat on. I felt I was at, back at the Wizards place. It was pretty dope. Yeah. Are you a Harry Potter fan? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I am. I watched a few movies, but it's pretty long. And I get sleepy. I get sleepy. So I'll be watching it for like a good hour, then I'll just... Yeah, Harry Potter start watching me. So. <laughs> Jalen Rose, I've been to many movies with you, and I've never seen you stay awake through an entire movie. Now you and Lamar Jackson share that in common. What do you think about you and Lamar sleeping in every movie you've ever seen? You know how much I love lobster and popcorn. So mm-hmm. paint the scene. You're indoors. The air condition is on. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job of having these big luxury chairs that fall back. And now they have the nerve to serve adult beverages in the movie? Oh, man. That's a I've nap seen Jalen fall asleep during the trailers. Like, the movie didn't even start yet, and Jalen is asleep. We have Anita Marks in studio right now, dressed as... Gardner Minshew, baby. Gardner Minshew. And if you're just listening to the podcast, you can't see her. She's got the glasses, the mustache, the flavor saver, the sideburns. The jock strap. The headband, the jock strap. Right. The, the hair. <laughs> this is amazing work. Amazing work from you. What's up, man? Thank you so much just for bringing it. So you and Jalen are washed. We don't get dressed up anymore. We're old. We're lazy. We're tired. We're washed up. We appreciate your youthful energy on the program. I love Halloween. I like Halloween, too. Here's the thing. I think people who love candy corn love Halloween. People who don't like candy corn don't like Halloween. Reggie, hit the brakes. (laughs) You like candy corn? I love candy corn. What? I'm sorry. Say it again, please. (laughs) I love candy corn. What? 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 There is no one else on the planet in this entire species that has ever uttered that phrase. Like, I thought candy corn was just universally known as a trash candy. I love it. it. It's even better when you refrigerate it. All right. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What does candy corn taste like? <laughs> like, what flavor is it trying to represent? That's a great question because nothing – there's nothing else on the planet that tastes like it, right? Yes. It's, is it so it's a very unique – Nope. <laughs> it's just a bunch of sugar. It's what it is. It's just sugar. Right. I mean, let's be honest. It's just sugar. So I take it you don't like candy corn. No one likes candy corn, Anita. Except me. I'm the outlier. No one in the planet likes candy corn. Me and Gardner Minshew. So Jalen, oftentimes we collaborate on the topics for the show and he'll text me topics and like, you know, we're on text threads, various different text threads. You never know which one he's going to hit. There's different group texts. And he hit me with this story (laughs) that's a little too hot for TV, Reg. That's right, because uh, the executives don't listen to the podcast. Yes. Like executives don't listen to the podcast, so mm-hmm. there's certain topics that Jan will send. I'll be like, that one's not going to work on the TV. Show, <laughs> this was a man had a bag of marijuana removed from his nose after it was up there for 18 years. Jalen, my question for you is, do you think he smoked it? Yep, medicinal. He definitely smoked it. Definitely. This... This is something I remember early 90s. Ah, look out. It's the Funkadelic Funk for Chump that don't be knowing my name. For everybody that don't know, that is classic bars from one gentleman named Reginald Noble. Shout out. A.K.A. Redman. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where he would rock a piece of tissue in his nose. 
Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Method Man did too. To pay homage. No doubt about it. And I have bad sinuses. So I figured this gentleman was channeling his inner Method Man, Red Man, and Snoop Dogg. Put the bag of marijuana under his nose. And I know you don't like follow-up in his nose, but I know you don't like follow-up questions. But I wonder how many times this gentleman has gone through an airport with that bag of marijuana in his nose, considering the laws have changed a lot over the last 18 18 years. Over the course of 18 years, I am sure that he has gone through airport security many, many times. He's probably been barked at by a few police dogs, and they just didn't know what what was going on. I just don't know. I'm not a doctor, Anita. But where in the nasal cavity does a bag of marijuana stay for 18 years? And, and how is this bag not broke yet? Yes. How does and, it all not if, just and, disintegrate? And here's another thing. Like, thank God it did not. Because if it would have, I mean, guy probably would have died. No? You know what I like? Just imagine how good it felt to have it removed for this guy. Like, he's probably, like, had migraine headaches. <laughs> he's probably been to, like, various doctors, Eastern medicine, Western medicine. And when they probably, like, took a pair of pliers or whatever and took this thing out. I'm sure he felt great. One time I had my nose broken. They broke it back with a screwdriver. And what? They, and for the for the swelling, I was like, do I get some pain meds or something out of this? And he was like, he gave me two tiny cans of dull pineapple juice. and like, take this for the inflammation. What? Did you break it playing basketball? <laughs> Not that time. No? No. I just said I didn't break it myself. <laughs> that oh. Time. That time. Oh. That time. That could be a good story for the yeah. podcast. We have a, nope. (laughs) Scientists have successfully performed brain-to-brain activity communication. Telepathy. So there's three of us. Anita and I are in the studio. Jalen is remote. What they have done is they have, between me and Anita, just purely thinking that we can coerce Jalen into performing a task just with our brains. Scientists have done this. Jalen Rose, do you believe in this? Not going to be able to do it. You don't think that Anita and I can just think and then make you do something? I'm thinking of something right now. Hold on. on. I'll think. Wait. We're we're going to write write it down. down. And we're going to make you do it. So is this people that know you on what scale? Because it clearly doesn't work for strangers. It was strangers. This is a scientific experiment. I'm not the scientist that performed this. I'm just here to, to I'm the journalist here to report the facts. Okay, so we're both thinking we're about both this think, one. We're going to make you do something, Jalen, right now. We're both thinking it. Ready? One, two, three. So far, no good. No, didn't work. Didn't work. You're not doing anything, Jalen. Yeah, we we wanted to make you brush your hair. I figured that that was I figured that was the most the most, the most likely thing for you to do was to be brush your hair. <laughs> I figured well, that was most you're likely. thinking that into existence. See, no, no, that's cheating. Because <laughs> first off, the experiment didn't work. Nope. Second, you're thinking of a habit that I normally do while I'm performing on this show. Yes. So that ain't thinking me into doing something that I already be doing anyway. Well, I mean, I, I don't think yeah, I was thinking I like pick can, his nose. Yeah, I can't think you into speaking Latin. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not a hypnotist. <laughs> do you believe in hypnotism, Anita? Anita, I do. You think they work? Absolutely. Have you ever been hypnotized? I have not. But one of my favorite books, Many Lives, Many Masters, it's about a girl who had anxiety and uh, she used hypnotism to try to relieve herself of anxiety. And they found out that she had all these past lives. 
And it's a very fascinating. Mm. Yes. Wow. So she's, she had been. And here's another wow. thing you learned from it is that souls travel together. Oh, so oh okay. Jalen, Jalen could have been your mom in a past life. Or you could have been Jalen's wife in a past life. Like souls travel together when they get reincarnated. Oh. And you're reincarnated until you've learned all the lessons in life. Uh. And then you become an angel. It's just that simple. That's how it works. That's how it works. I dude. didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Many, many lives, many masters. Read the book. Will you agree to be hypnotized for Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose? Putting it on wax. Absolutely not. Why not? <laughs> Cer- certain things. Look, man. Cer- certain show. things. Certain wow. things I just feel like are taboo that, you know, go go against a couple of my beliefs. That and fortune tellers. Do you guys believe in fortune tellers? And if so, have you ever done it? Yes. You have? Yes. I, I used to have a, instead of like a psychologist, I used to have um, somebody who that I would see once a month who would like, not a fortune teller, but a psychic that I would go see once a month. And huh. Yeah. A lot better huh. than a, a lot better than a psychologist. Huh? They, I, that's because debatable. They, that's because, debatable. Because because they knew what was coming, right? So they kind of like helped guide you a little bit better. Okay. Well, you know what's coming. You're now? learning all these new things about me today. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, the, I, the reason I don't dabble in any of that stuff is because I do believe in it. Does that make sense? I do believe in it, so I, I don't go near it. Well, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Stays in the headlines. And it just seems like this is the most talked about two and five quarterback in the history of the NFL. And dealing with the media like this isn't going to keep him out of the headlines. Here's Baker Mayfield being asked some questions by Cleveland media. After the block field goal at the end of the first half, the two minutes uh, drive, it seems like there was a lack of urgency there or something going on. There was a penalty, so we were negative yardage. No, but there was a lot of time between snaps. Uh, well, when the penalty happened, then we're like behind the chance. No, 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 stop saying but. I just told you the clock was running and we had a penalty. You want to give them the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know. That's just plain and simple. Was I happy with the drive? No, we didn't score points. That's the dumbest question you could ask. What? Jesus. He just walked out, but then he took to Twitter and he tweeted, this is a follow-up. Everybody wants to hear the truth until they actually get it. I am who I am, and that's who I always have been. Don't call it emotional when it's convenient, then call it passion when it fits. He went on to say... My sense of urgency is at an all-time high, and I'm offend anybody along the way. That's too bad. Anita, I'm going to kind of side with Baker in this one. It makes logical football sense, his explanation. I don't love the way he handled it, but I thought the actual, like, sense of the answer made sense to me. Look, you know, he, he was drafted first overall. I went 178. Yeah, yeah Gardner, right? I'm like, sorry. I just, yeah, I just walk around the <laughs> locker room in my jock strap. Like, I don't know the pressure that he's going through, man. But no, okay. So so here's, like, Anita. Here Anita. we go. All right, here we go. Here's the thing. You went number one overall. The Browns organization has invested a ton in you. Coming into the season, they went out. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They bring mm-hmm. in some great defensive players. People had already appointed the Browns to win the Super Bowl this year. You are now sitting at two and five. You are the quarterback. You are the field general. You are the leader. You need to have some maturity. Things aren't always going to go your way. Keep in mind, not only are they two and five, him and Jameis Winston are have thrown the most interceptions in the league mm-hmm. this year. His offensive line stinks. 
His wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., has a man crush on Tom Brady, buying him cleats that are made out of goat's hair. <laughs> I, I mean, really? Like, 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 the sky is falling on Baker Mayfield. I get it, and it's a frustrating season. But you are the leader of this team, both on offense and defense, because you are the quarterback. You need a lot more maturity. You need to handle it better. And so, very, very disappointed with, with the way that he handled this. Here's another thing. As a quarterback, as a head coach in the NFL... It, it, it's always in your best interest to make friends with the media. Yeah. It's always in your best. Take it from me. I mean, listen, I've been here in New York now for over 10 years. It's always best to have friends in the media. They will back you. They will support you. They will not run with the horrible, horrific stories. I just think he's handling this all wrong. He's not being guided properly. And J- Jalen, um, what do you think about the way Baker handled it? This is a classic example of... It's always best to say less, especially mm-hmm. when you're in position of leadership like Anita just alluded to. As I transitioned from being a player to working in the media, a lot of people underestimated the fact that radio, TV, film was actually my major in college. And the reason why I bring that up is because one line that Baker said can't get ignored, the you didn't play part. Mm-hmm. Players have to start running to that. Does that mean Anita can't talk about football because she didn't play? Does that mean I can't talk about baseball because I – in the NFL, you didn't play. In Las Vegas, as a matter of fact. I got you. I got you. So that distinction has to go with a level of respect. Basically, he doesn't like that person, and it showed, and you can't allow this situation to be personal. We can talk positive – 99.9% 99.9% about a player. The time you talk negative about them, that's when they get upset. That's when they get in their feelings. That's when they start to clap back. That's why on this side, you can't try to please everybody. And Baker, from his side, he shouldn't be trying to make a personal enemy with somebody of the media. It's really unnecessary. It should be beneath Well. You also shouldn't make enemies with the New England Patriots, and that is kind of what Ravens tight end Nick Boyle has done in advance of the big face-off between the Ravens and the Patriots. Here is what Boyle had to say. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how good they are once we play them. Um, I mean, I don't think they've seen anyone like our offense or like Lamar, um, a special player. But, uh, yeah, they're a good team, and we really need to bring our A game to make sure we're on everything. Okay, not that bad, but not how I would have handled it. Anita, what do you think about Boyle's remarks? Listen, you never want to give Bill Belichick and the Patriots more bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, this game, Sunday night, it's going to be good. Yes. It's going to be good. Yes. I've been doing my research. I like the Ravens, guys. There's a lot of things that lean towards Whoa. the Ravens. I'm telling you, uh, John Harbaugh, what? a.k.a. Harbs, he's had two weeks to prepare for this. They're finally healthy. They get Jimmy Smith back. Man, that's secondary with him healthy. Earl Thomas, Humphrey, Peters, one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, no way they're going to be able to play that zero coverage and contain Lamar Jackson. Mm. I love the Ravens on Sunday night. Let them talk as much as they want. I say wow. Ra- I say Ravens win outright. You heard it here first. Ravens win outright. That it sounds like something that usually goes in the degenerate fan corner. Let's go there right now. Every week, Anita comes over to the Degenerate Fan Corner with Jalen and I and gives our audience that happens to live in states where gambling is legal a little bit of advice of what to do with their money this NFL weekend. And this week is no different. Gardner Minshew, 
It might be against league policy for you to do this, so we'll have Anita do this this week. What do you think about week nine? All right. Like I said, I, I love the Ravens, uh, and I know they're getting three and a half. Heck, it. I, I'm, I'm putting money on the money line. The money line wow. is plus 145. That's how confident I am that this Ravens team. Here's the thing. Who have the Patriots played so far this season? Granted, you could say, well, wait a minute, they beat the Cleveland Browns last week. Yeah, horrible offensive line. They got to Baker Mayfield. There's a lot of horrible things that are happening with that, that team and that organization right now. So I, I just, I'm very confident in the Ravens. Wow. Again, the money line plus, plus 145. Wow. I'm going to talk about my team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good, good. You know, good. We're, we're going across the pond, but people don't realize that's home <laughs> this for seems us. This is a conflict of interest. <laughs> That's home for us because, you know, out of all the teams in the NFL, we play the most over there across the pond. In fact, each and every season. On top of that, you got Deshaun Watson. He's dealing with an eye issue. No J.J. Watt. Mm. Uh, by the way, my QB rating, 133 uh, the last three weeks with passes completed over 15 yards or more. So I, I like my chances. Also, the Houston Texans giving up three touchdown passes against other quarterbacks the last four weeks. So, um, so I... You got Jacksonville, and and by the way, we're getting points plus one and a half. Jalen, do you hear what Gardner's going with? Gardner has the Ravens and the Jags winning outright. Do you agree? I do agree. I Mm. really do. You know how much I love John Harbaugh, and the Ravens play a unique style of smash mouth football that we don't normally see. Multiple tight ends lining up. Multiple people in the backfield, sweeps for their quarterback. Mark Ingram, I think, is going to have a big game. And I like that you talked about their secondary, Anita, because I always stress that that's my favorite position in the game. They even tried to go after Jamal Adams. So I appreciate the Ravens, and I also, with Anita, believe they're going to beat the Patriots this weekend. So, Anita, we're sort of, there is no true halfway point in the NFL season because of the way it's 17 weeks, but we're kind of right there. And now that we're in the degenerate fan corner, do you have any advice for those of us that are looking forward in the season? I do. And here's some great futures bets for you. So, for the Seattle Seahawks, they're sitting at six and two. They've Mm -hmm. had the sixth easiest schedule so far this season. Advancing, they have the second most difficult. So I'm going oh. under 10 wins for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, and they're going to win three more games Ooh. the rest of the season. That's at plus 137. They take on the 49ers huh. twice at the Eagles, at the Rams, the Vikings, at Carolina. Huh. And here are some other good ones for you. Oakland, they're three and four. They've had the third most difficult schedule. Moving forward, they have the fifth easiest. I say Oakland makes it to the playoffs, and that's plus four ten. I feel the Ooh. same way about. I feel the same way about Carolina. They've had the fifth toughest toughest schedule. They're moving forward with the eighth easiest. I say they make the playoffs at plus 410. And here's one for you, uh, Jalen. The Detroit Lions. Yes. Okay? The Detroit Lions. (laughs) They've had the seventh most difficult schedule so far this season. Moving forward, they have the 16th easiest. I say they win over seven and a half games, and that's at plus 118 right now. They take on Oakland, Washington, the Bears, everybody is all over, Trubisky, uh, the Bucks, and Denver, who no longer have Joe Flacco at the helm. So, so the Lions, plus one, Jaylen. plus, se- plus, over seven and a half wins for plus 118 Jaylen, for you, Jalen. The good news is she has the Lions winning a lot of games the rest of the season. The bad news is eight wins, nine wins, not going to get you in the playoffs. <laughs> Do you still believe the Lions will get to the playoffs, Jalen? Johnson got injured. Carryon Johnson got injured. At that point, I felt like that was our opportunity to make the playoffs. Gone awry. Yes. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think there is a good shot that they do win eight games. That's a great point. 
Anita, I'm sorry. Gardner, it's so nice to have you here. I just want to congratulate you on your breakout season. You've just captured the zeitgeist like no other rookie quarterback has in a long time. Thank you so much for coming, Gardner. Maybe Anita will join us once again. But, Gardner, you're welcome back. Remember, vote for me, Rookie of the the Year this year. (laughs) I don't think the Ravens are going to win. You don't? No way. Mm. Bottle of wine, straight up, no points. Sure, like bottle a $40 wine. bottle of wine, though. Done. Okay, done, done. easy. Jalen, week nine is already upon us. We have Thursday night football tonight where the undefeated 49ers take on Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Any chance we get an upset this evening? There is not a chance that we're going to see an upset, in my opinion. I think what Kyler Murray is basically doing with his team has been remarkable. They've had some issues in the backfield, dealing with some injuries to multiple people. Yet still, he finds a way to make plays. He's shown me a lot of promise. But Mm -hmm. the 49ers defense is legitimate. Bosa getting after the quarterback, Sherman getting picks. And the 49ers play their own version of smash mouth football. They They actually run it, have more design runs than any team in the league. So I'm going with the 49ers. I love the way that they mix up the runs. I mean, it seems like Kyle Shanahan is just like, comes up with new ways to run the football every single week. And tonight will be no different. I think the 49ers win. Jalen, I cannot wait for this news that matters. I saw this headline and we just had to put it in the show. Jalen Rose, you have been to the PF Changs in the Atlanta airport. And just imagine that you sat down at your table and the server came over and you looked up and the server was Bill Murray. That could be a reality. He was on a podcast and he said he actually applied for a job there because he liked the vibe so much. P.F. Chang's tweeted, Bill, you're hired. When can you start? Jalen Rose, what would you do if Bill Murray was your server at P.F. Chang's? Well, I wouldn't tip him like I would normally tip my server. (laughs) Why not? How about that? Why not? Because because they gifted him the job because of his fame. He's supposed to have to come in and apply and do all of the stuff that go through the process and didn't get hired. You can't just hire him oh, like I that like what because you're doing he's famous. Here. You're like, you're like, like this guy's not move. properly trained. The service wouldn't be good. You would ask for a different <laughs> server if Bill Murray came over. Please, if Bill Murray came to my table, I would do everything I can in my power to make him sit down and have a meal with me. That is probably one of my top five people in the world to have a meal with. If you call 985-80-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail. Especially ladies, we need your voicemails for our Women's Wednesdays. Hey, but ladies! now on this Halloween, we are taking all callers like this one. Reg? What's up? What's up? This is Travis coming all the way down from Alabama. Can I get a roll tie? Shout out, Reg the Ledge. Hey, I see you on the gram and the, the bird, but shout out. Shout out, Jalen. Keep giving the people what they want. Shout out, Jacoby. Porn League veteran. I got a cultural regional. It's about to be trick-or-treat. It's about to be Halloween. Is it cultural or regional to give out candy? Yeah, because I know a lot of people that's uh, Jacoby's, Jacoby's skin complexion, they do it. Then I also know a lot of people of mine that refrain from doing it. Hey, so let me know. And keep getting them checks. Jalen. Shoot up that club. Hey. <laughs> Great finish from Trav. Everyone's so invested. 
Everyone's so invested, Jalen Rose. We just wish the best for you. We just wish the best for you. I was like Kawhi Leonard the other night. Low management. <laughs> so he didn't play. I did. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to get us in trouble. You're going to get us in trouble. Oh. Okay. Trick-or-treating, cultural or regional? I'm going cultural on this one Mm. because as I've gotten older, I started to grapple with the whole Hollywood Halloween theme thing, period. Okay. Molly and I initially were going to put on some costumes and then it just became a last minute thing. So we didn't. So I may do it with her next year, but like. I'm off the giving away candy thing. I've been off that for a long time. Like, and I live in the, I've been living in the suburbs for 25 years and I'm still off of it. So I got to say cultural. I think it's regional because I feel like if you live in the city, you feel like you don't have the responsibility of giving out candy. Like, like in Manhattan, I don't, I'm not even going to buy candy. No one came to my crib yesterday. No one's even looking for it. But if you live in the suburbs, when you've got a community and there's a little bit of lawns and space between houses, then I feel like you're, it's sort of like it's it's expected for you to give out candy to the community. So I would call it regional. You call it cultural. I want everyone to enjoy their Halloween. Be safe out there. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that KRS? Like you did there. We're not done. We're not done. Guys, I love them. What it do, baby? Yeah.